Cod Moth. Today we bask in the light of mustachioed greatness. And today that might be even more true than ever. Um, I've just seen one of the most mustachioed movies of the podcast deal, I think. I've never like just counted every single mustache in every movie that we cover. But just the fact that I kept noticing them, it's almost like when you get a new car and you keep noticing your new car on the highway like when you're driving and stuff you're like oh look there's that guy has my car or that chick has my car um that's the way it was today with this with this movie um and all the great mustaches there um so yeah and it's honestly so packed with stashes that we are honoring the hero and the villain in 1985's cocaine wars in West Germany, the movie was called American Scorpion, which would have been a way better name to go with than Cocaine Wars. It sounds like a documentary. And, um, you know, what are you going to do? So anyway, today we are honoring John Richard Schneider IV. Yes, boo, boo. <laughs> yes, boo, Duke. Boo, Duke. Yes, Bo, Bo Duke himself. Uh, how do you host a show and you just can't speak? So uh, I've had a long day, by the way. It's, I'm recording this crazy late. So who knows? This episode might just go right in the garbage. We'll find out. And so um, Schneider is sporting a sort of like or overgrown bush, like push broom mustache. <laughs> bush broom. And uh, kind of like, kind of has a homeless guy kind of stash, um, a little bit. It's it's a little messy. He's a little kind. He's kind of messy in this in this movie, which I actually like, um, especially since he is opposite a very clean cut gentleman. Because we are also honoring the legendary Argentinian actor Federico Lupi, who um, we lost in 2017. But honestly. Um, he continued working until the very end, and I believe I read he was one of um, Guillermo del Toro's favorite actors, uh, which is why he was in several del Toro movies, including Kronos, which I haven't seen in years. I like, I think like way back in like 2007 or something, but I remember actually really enjoying it. I'd like to revisit it, see if it's uh, still holds up. So. It's obvious to me that Federico is the best actor in this movie. Like, every scene he's in is great. I wish we had more of him, honestly, but we, we don't get that much. Um, but what, with you know what we do get is great. And now his mustache is much more trimmed up. It's a great stash, very clean, looks great. So anyway, let's get our snorting straws and get this show on the road. Now play that crap theme song. It's the Mustachio Podcast, we're ready for the show. We'll watch movies, we'll make some jokes, and then we'll all go home. Navigating the legendary hairy upper lips, it's the Mustachio Podcast, All right, what is up, everyone? This is your host of the Mustachioed Podcastio, Daniel J. Segura. And I am glad to be back for another solo cholo. I got to keep it down. It's late. Um, I'm in, living in a different neighborhood now. I can't just be screaming in the middle of the night. Anyway, let's just kick off with this uh, with this uh, first scene of what happens here in this movie. Uh, 
it wastes no time at all. Um, right away, we get some Atari-sounding music as a bunch of headlights and roof lights start flipping on. The camera pans to the dark sky as a plane is coming in to land on wherever we're at. And uh, you see Cocaine Wars in the most generic font ever. Um, it's like the font that they use for like where they literally just are making fun of a product being generic where it just says milk, you know. And we see uh, Federico Lupe. Uh, he tells one of the guys that doesn't have a mustache that he's been skimming off the top because the plane has landed and these two gentlemen come off the car. One of them is Schneider and the other one is, I think this guy, I think his name's Ricky. We don't get a lot of Ricky because <laughs> he is accused of skimming off the top with the cocaine shipments and um basically he ricky is like dude what the hell are you talking about and um schneider tells federico which is his name is reyes in this movie but but it's really funny because the whole movie schneider does not say reyes he's saying like rages rages something like that at first, I thought he said Regis, like from Regis and Kelly, but um, the whole movie, he calls him like Regis or something like that. It is so funny. He says it like in kind of a southern accent, of course. He's like, that's bullshit, Regis. And um, then you see this guy who kind of looks like he could be like Slugworth's long-lost son or something, super nerdy, or maybe the nerdy guy from the, from the Matrix that gets shot up. But either way, he sneaks up behind Ricky, stabs him right in the back. And it was right in the middle where he was talking, too. It's it's really rough to see, you know. Ricky does kind of like an old face and dies. And um, I think I think even um, Schneider is suspicious that it's, it's actually these German cats, which includes the Slugworth Jr. guy and this other older German guy. Those are the only two Germans that we, we see, but I guess they're in some kind of partnership with Reyes but anyway so they back uh, uh, they, they there's a little bit of a scuffle between Reyes and and Schneider or um, his character's name is Cliff by the way the hero of this movie's name is Cliff you gotta love it you really you just gotta love it uh, so it's the next day now uh, we're at this giant drug facility I don't know compound uh, whatever you want to call it. And they drag this this little vato across the yard. He's in trouble. And uh, Reyes just rips his shirt off, which is kind of sexy in a way. He just got <laughs> rips his guy's shirt off in one, like, one full rip. I'm like, damn. Reyes is, uh, he's strong for, for an older gentleman. And he takes this big old bag of cocaine out of this guy's pants. Yeah, you're, you're wondering what, <laughs> you're wondering where I was going with that. Um, which I don't even know how he was holding that big bag of cocaine because, um, those pants are like, they're just like little loose pants. Like, I don't know how he was, there's no pockets, no nothing, but he finds the bag. He just throws the bag. He starts, they ha he has his henchman torture the guy and dunk his head in what looks like acid, but the gangsters that are dunking his head, their hands aren't burning and they're just wearing, they're, they don't have gloves or nothing. So I, I don't know because the guy comes out and his face looks like, I don't know, it's been fully white slammered. Like it's just bubbly and gross. And um, after that, Reyes is looking at everyone like, let that be an example, y'all. Just do your jobs. 
I know you don't get paid much, but just do them. And everyone's all like, and, and people are kind of looking at him like, dude, we can't stand you, bro. But there's nothing we can do. Like, this is the way we can make money here. So really messed up. Uh, that kind of automatically sets us up, sets up Reyes as like, okay, this guy's going to be the big bad. Then uh, we see Reyes walking with um, this guy in a military uniform who I believe his last name is Luhan. And it, I, I thought it was a military uniform. I realized later on he's like uh, the police, basically the police chief or captain of of the um, the entire police force in the area. By the way, we they never let us know where exactly we are in South America. We just know we're in a town, I think, called Las Palmas. In South America, I don't know if there is a town called Las Palmas, um, uh, but yeah. So, who cares? We're you know, we get a little bit of everything. It's definitely South. It definitely feels like South America. Um, it looks very very hot. So he uh, this um, Luhan tells Reyes that he will need. Um, he's gonna need him once uh like with with everything going on there's like elections going on he mentions this guy who could really blow some stuff up for them and like make things more difficult and and he tells reyes you know you're gonna need me and reyes takes offense to that and basically tells him yo man i don't need anybody i definitely don't need you and luhan says something like don't forget you know las palmas is is his is my territory and Reyes says, well, you're on my territory right now. And if I gave the word, you'd be dead. He says, your corpse would fertilize the coca crops. <laughs> he says, it would save us some horse shit. <laughs> I really like that. I really like that line. Um, you got to love the, like, the maniac bad guy. So I'm guessing Luhan is also in the cocaine producing business as well. Uh, and so now... Um, the two guys then turn around and they find Cliff. Um, his last name's Adams. Cliff Adams, most regular ass fucking name. He's hanging out at Reyes's desk with a cigarette, and Reyes freaks out like, "Dude, you're gonna blow up the whole place! Like, don't be lied and shit, you know." And Reyes um, apparently owes him 100 grand for the last shipment, and um, Reyes basically shows him a uh, Cliff like a flyer of a guy named Marcelo uh, Vialba who's a political activist in the community for the Socialist Party. So this is the guy that they're worried about stirring shit up in the area. Um, they want things to be corrupt and just kind of free-flowing like it's been. And he wants, Reyes wants Cliff to kill this guy, then he'll give him the money. And Cliff is like, hell no, man, I, I just fly. I'm not here to, to do favors for you, dude. And Reyes basically says, well, I'm holding your airplane hostage, so you can't go anywhere anyway, so you figure it out. If you want your plane back, kill this dude. And I think Cliff says something. Just keep right on fucking with me, Regis, and you'll find out. <laughs> and you'll find out. Uh, well, anyway, we're 10 minutes in the episode. Let's take a little break really quick. I, I really wanted to uh, play a little ad for this podcast I've been checking out. They're a friend of the show, the Believer Skeptic Podcast. Check it out. Welcome to BSP Believer Skeptic Podcast. The commercial where two idiots debate weird phenomena. I'm Chris. I'm the Believer. I'm Cody. I'm the Skeptic. We are an LGBTQ paranormal comedy podcast. And proud members of the Podmoth Network. So, did you know there's a creature in Japan called a kappa that tries to suck a bejeweled life force? 
out of your anus. Uh, I did not, and I'm not even going to try debunking that. Instead, I volunteer as tribute. Okay, so if you like your podcast a little spooky, a little mysterious, a lot gay, do we have the show for you? Just listen and subscribe to BSP Believer Skeptic Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. And for more content, search BSPodPHX on social media or visit BSPodPHX.com. Bye! Ready. Hope you enjoyed that. Um, so, <laughs> so now we see the German dudes. They're paying for white paste. I guess they use that in the making of cocaine. I don't know. And never made cocaine myself. But it seems complicated. And um, that man, the man that is uh, selling it, is no other than the legendary Royal Dano. <laughs> I always want to say Dano. <laughs> Um, maybe, I, maybe it is wrong. I didn't look it up. I, I just know I've heard his name before. I'm pretty sure I heard Royal Dano. Um, one of the coolest names, by the way, in Hollywood. Dude's career span like who like forty plus forty five years or something like that, which is crazy. He's wearing this super nice white leisure suit, which looks incredibly comfortable, perfect for South American weather. But then you got Slugworth Jr. and he's like in all black, like Matrix style. Just weird. I, I, he's got to be sticky as shit under that thing. Ugh. And uh, uh, Dato mentions that uh, he could have gotten more for the pace if he had sold it to Lujan. But Slugworth Jr. says, When people shout to Lujan... <laughs> That's not German. I don't know what accent that was. <laughs> he basically says, When people settle, sell to Lujan, accidents happen. And Royal Dano says, You're an accident, friend. You could ask your mother. <laughs> Good shit. Uh, Cliff comes there. By the way, like it was really funny because Slugworth Jr. has like this like kind of snidey face, but then after he says that, it's like it's frown. He just has like a little sad face. <laughs> he got him. So Cliff comes through, and the German dude gets super pissed. Like, he's such cliche German. Like most of his lines for the old German guy, not Slugworth Jr., but the old German guy. I think I forget his name. It'll come up later. Houseman or something like that. He's always screaming. Like that's his thing. He's just always screaming. And he he right right away yells, "What are you doing here?" And Cliff just elbows him in the stomach. This guy just takes a beating left and right this whole movie. Elbows him in the stomach, knocks him out. Uh Cliff tells him that he knows that he was the one skimming and that he blackmailed Ricky and had him killed. And at that moment, uh, Slugworth Jr. takes out his trusty knife, but not before Royal Dando just gives him some sweet chin music and whoops his ass. You gotta love, like, old man fighting scenes. You know, those are always exciting. It reminds me of, like, Charles, the Charles, like, the last, like, four and five of Death Wish kind of reminds me of those. Uh, whenever they have a Charles Bronson fight scene, it's, like, slow and <laughs> the guy's just, like, flying, even though he barely touches him. So, uh, uh, so Royal goes and takes Cliff into town. I think I forget Royal's name in the movie. I he has a cool name, so we're just gonna keep it Royal. So the Germans collect themselves and decide to pay a guy named Miguel to kill Cliff, so he, uh, he won't tell Reyes about them skimming. And the older German dude says he's gonna take care of Royal. So uh, after that, he just yells Oswaldo like two or three times in a row. Oswaldo! And then uh, Dato drops off Cliff and tells him to keep his pecker dry, which is uh, always a good tip. And 
we have he's going through sort of like a free market pulga situation there's a guy trying to sell some rolexes with the hell of a mustache by the way we got a guy selling i guess drugs we got a guy selling some guns like man the pulga was off the chain in the 80s you could get whatever you wanted Cliff grabs a dude in the sh- <laughs> grabs a dude by the shoulder, which would have made me jump like hell, because he like just like slams his hand down on him. I was like, ah! Uh, but this guy is cool as a cu- cucumber. Um, this scene, not great. Uh, this is a uh, cockfight scene, just to like let us know, oh yeah, we're in South America, and people, you know, do cockfights. And it's like a legitimate, I'm pretty confident these are not puppets. These are legitimate roosters fighting each other to the death and we actually do see one rooster wins and the rooster that wins honestly looks like he might die soon as well like they were just both torn to pieces it was it's rough but this was the thing they did and like i i feel like i've seen this in so many uh you know y'all know the grind podcast i mentioned them a lot it's been in so many of the movies they've covered it's just like it was a thing they showed i know it still exists um kind of always makes me think of like apparently i read that in thailand they have they bet on beta fish fights because as many of you probably know beta fish males will like automatically fight to the death if you put them in the same tank and just the idea of a bunch of grown men like surrounding a fishbowl with like cash in their hand and yelling like who's gonna win just cracks me up like just the idea of that not that i want to see an actual beta fight to the death even though that would be the most silliest thing ever but apparently that's the thing. Maybe I'm wrong. So Cliff is wearing his trusty beret, which we see him wear every now and then for no reason at all. I guess just to kind of keep his hair down. He's got like a big old mop going on up there. We see Miguel, who's wearing a poncho, of course, because every great hitman should. Yeah, that's a good way to kind of hide all your weapons and shit. It's genius. And he just walks up to him out in the open at a bar. And the bartender kind of gives Cliff a look like, hey, man, there's someone back there. Like, he's coming at you. Um... Miguel gets his ass thrown out of the damn window. That's that's, that's what happens. Uh, the bartender's mad because he paid like 200 bucks to get this window installed. And now he's got Miguel's just torn up poncho all over the freaking window. Just ruined it. And uh, there's this stupid joke that actually comes back around. Because during the commotion, the uh, Miguel shoots a lamp that's up in the, in the bar. And... Um, I'm sorry, I'm blanking out. Oh, so then Cliff grabs Miguel's gun and just throws it over to the bartender. The bartender's like, what am I going to do with a gun? He's like, just turn it into a lamp. Like, he says something like that. I'm like, what? (laughs) Turn it into a lamp? Anyway, so some random woman walks in the bar. We find out her name is Janet. She's a reporter. She's the April O'Neil of the movie. Actually, even more useful than I think I've seen April O'Neil portrayed in the movies uh, for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Because uh, this woman can pack a punch with a purse and with her fist. Like, she just kicks ass. She can shoot. She does her stuff. And she gets... She, it's you can tell there's like a they know each other but they don't really talk about anything um about their past you can just tell that they know each other and she says she wants to do a story on reyes but cliff is like yeah we're not necessarily on a good page and um he asked her if she can if she can take him over to las palmas but um she's busy she's doing her reporting stuff so she said that she was going to talk to some people so cliff heads out 
and we're back with uh, with Royal and his driver, and they're just random, randomly some ladies in the road, which is real suspect. Just a dusty road and ladies in neon dresses, you know, like that's something's wrong. But the driver slows down anyway, says something like it's against his belief or something, some other shit to stop, to not stop for a beautiful woman. So, which is really funny because then the woman that comes up to the to the door, not the most conventionally pretty woman. Like she, I mean, hey, to each his own, whatever you like, uh, Royal Dan Dano's driver. If that's what you like, go for it, man. Um, she looked like my tío Neto. Uh, so uh, the po <laughs> the this posse comes out of nowhere. So it was all a setup. The guys uh, steal Royal's money. Uh, they shoot one of the guys that were in the back of the truck. Why that guy came out of the truck, I don't know why. Uh, he gets shot in the freaking face and goes down a cliff. And uh, the guys jump into a jeep and take off. They're like, ha ha. I'm not sure if those guys pop up again. I don't know. That was just like a scene for some reason to show us like yeah it's rough out there so we see cliff now he's dropping off a package to this uh discount vincent price looking dude who i actually think i actually enjoy this guy and uh it's weird because all of a sudden cliff is wearing a kind of letterman type jacket but i actually realized later on it's his company jacket it says cliff's air service um which to me sounds like more air conditioning service but apparently it's because he flies planes and stuff and also, his hair is, like, also gelled back. Like, this, you know, Cliff cleans up. You know, every now and then he decides to, to clean it up a little. So that, it's probably because he knows reporter girls back, you know. He's got April O'Neil back in town. He's got to get pretty. So at this moment, we get, like, six guys chanting, throwing flyers around about the political um, activist guy, um, uh, Mar Marcello. And then there's, like, this whole little parade that goes all the way to marcello speaking um he, he's like does this whole speech he calls out reyes who says he's selling out the people for cocaine and money he calls out by the way luhan's name is like mario Esuher luhan or something. and uh he calls him out for being corrupt as fuck and after he does that uh luhan gets all the police there to like just crash the party everyone starts running away um marcello heads out with his driver and then there's this black sedan that's on their trail who's obviously like hit hitmen and then we also see the reporter uh janet she gets in her weird looking ass white car which is like i guess the best car in the movie as we'll find out and she follows them and the driver ends up uh so marcello's driver ends up crashing into like a little hole out of nowhere, like a little like small little it almost looked like a goddamn like uh, what do you call it giant pothole so he falls in there the hitman bring him out they're about to like basically kidnap them but april o'neill saves the day she 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 runs she uh, what do you call it almost runs him over she like drives right at him they dodge she grabs marcello and the driver they get in her car and they take off and then the hitmen get back in their cars and they start following them and now it's another chase and it's really funny because she cuts into an alleyway where there's like some construction and shit going on and she just barely is able to fit because she has a really small car she's barely able to fit in there but the big sedan couldn't it runs into like a barrel or something and there's like a worker like at midnight working still i don't know like this guy's super dedicated it's just him and he happens to have this big old crane holding the biggest log I have ever seen in my life. The biggest tree log. This looks like some Lord of the Rings tree. It's just huge as hell. 
and for some reason he drops it. I don't know if he just like got distracted because the what happened, all the commotion, but that log falls right on top of the black sedan, killing the two hitmen. It is hilarious. Like it is like cartoon levels hilarious. And uh, now Slugworth Jr. is um, he really is like Slugworth. This guy's popping up everywhere. He's outside of Janet's place, and he uh, tells the German dude that he saw Cliff go in. Uh, to Janice's place and he saw Marcelo go out so now they have a great way to basically um, get Cliff out of the picture so then Janet gives Cliff for working for Reyes and we see here that Cliff and Janet actually do go pretty far back and we're actually together uh, for for a bit and she says she loved him but she just despises what he does for a living so she really couldn't continue with him so then Slugworth Jr. was waiting outside of the apartment of course and he's in this like really dope vintage car uh, which makes this scene hard to watch because he basically just tries to run over Cliff. Cliff runs up this road. He's able to dodge the car and get behind it. So then um, Slugworth Jr. goes in reverse. Cliff jumps onto a, a, like a swing set <laughs> that's just there outside of the apartment. Gets on top of the car, gets on the hood, reaches into the into the driver's side. And he does that thing for all y'all that have glasses or if this has ever happened to you where your glasses get pushed really hard in your face and like it just like hurts like a bit like scratches your skin. That's what he does but a very extreme level of it. Pushes his glasses into his face and before Slugworth Jr. can get his bearings he runs right into a damn wall. And you know as is obligated for any 1980s action movie the car explodes. Just explodes. And you see like a little um dummy version of a slugworth jr just explode it's it's a it's a good time so then um what happens after that i'm trying to think <laughs> oh yeah reyes finds out that cliff is still alive and and he's all pissed off uh that's what i'm saying like we don't get enough reyes like it's just real quick little like he gets a call or someone tells him yeah cliff is still around and he's like damn it and that's all you get so then Cliff calls a guy named Mario, and this is when you find out that he's actually working for the DEA. He's a federal officer. And this guy, Frank, um, finds out that they killed his... When this guy, Frank, finds out that they killed Ricky, um, they wanted to be off the case. and they. Uh, but, uh, but Cliff says, I'm in too deep. And then uh, some 41 starts playing in the background. Um, and so he doesn't want to get off the case. So it's, it's personal now. Um, and so Cliff and Janet go and they speak to Marcelo. Cliff um, says, uh, how would you like to nail Rages to the wall? And Marcelo says, I'd like that very much. And uh, so he gives Marcelo, Cliff gives Marcelo this huge folder, which is, has all this damning evidence. that would basically get Reyes killed by very powerful people if it was to be released to the public. Not good for Reyes. Janet gets pissed off at first because she wants to do her stupid story. But cliff tells her straight up no you can't do it like you got to just let me lead this and then you can do your story once this is all done and cliff gives marcelo a photo to publish on his paper for the following day or something like that and so then cliff goes to a bordello which we'll be seeing this bordello a couple of times at uh you see royal and everyone seems to know cliff there so he's definitely a fan of the place and this very tall woman who's a uh, very well endowed uh, uh boob wise um has one of the most interesting brawls I've ever seen. I, I'm not one to just like talk about a brawl, but this thing it looks like space alien technology brawl. It's just amazing and it's weird. Like I can't, you you can't even like get past it. You're just like, 
okay, that's a thing. Uh, she ends up dominating this little old man, by the way, uh, that comes in, which is uh, really fun stuff. And I think uh, Royal Dano says, uh, I like a woman who enjoys her work. So then Royal says, uh, yo, I may have some bad habits, but I'm not stupid. I heard about your partner dying, Ricky, getting killed. I feel like there's a real shit storm coming, coming to town. And he basically asked Cliff in a kind of like inside baseball, like, maybe I got, maybe I ought to quit. <laughs> and uh, Cliff tells him, well, maybe I could help you out. So then Royal uh, says, bring me the phone, chica. And she's sort of like the head mistress. I think her name's Lola. And she walks up to him, grabs Royal's hand and puts it under her robe and says, I got your phone right here. And then <laughs> Royal says, that's the best telephone booth in town, baby. <laughs> that moment caught me off guard. I was not expecting some lady to just grab this old man's hand and just throw it up her robe. Uh, very interesting. So then Cliff goes over to speak to Luhan and he tells him about killing slugs. Weird, A weird moment happens where Luhan passes his kid that's playing ping pong. It might be one of his kids. I don't know. It looks like they're at his place. But it, it looks like Luhan's going to do that thing where you kind of pet your kid's head or just kind of like rub the, head, the, the, the top of their head and rub their hair. But he like grabs his kid's hair. It's very weird. I'm like, why are you, just, why are you grabbing your kid's hair like that, dude? It's weird, bro. Anyway, I just distracted me. It was random. So then he tells um, he tells Luhan, "How would you like to put Reyes in a hole he can't get out of?" And Luhan asks him, "Why would you? Why are you helping me?" Cliff says, "It's for the money. You know, I'm just I'm gonna have this big auction coming up really soon, and so be ready tomorrow." Then uh, Cliff calls uh, Regis, and uh, <laughs> as he likes to call him, and tells him that he has a little surprise for him in the El Diario tomorrow. So Janet comes up to him, asking why he decided to fly for Regis in the first place. And she asked Cliff, um, she asked Cliff, like, you know, what what is he doing? And he 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 asked her, he's like, this is when he does all the whole reveal. He, he asked her, you remember when me and Ricky we got we got that air taxi service? And she's like, oh yeah, like uh, Reyes's son was one of your clients. And he and she realizes, oh, you're DEA, you're undercover. Well, I mean, he's not undercover anymore, but he was undercover. And uh, we find out that uh, the FBI told him to lay off the case until after the elections. And Janet mentions that Lujan will see to it that there are no elections that happen. And Cliff says, well, not if I can see Lujan first. So Janet is all hot and bothered now that she knows he's not some drug smuggling ass clown. And uh, she dumps his cigarette in his whiskey drink. And I gasped. I was like, oh, this guy had two fingers of whiskey left in that glass, and she just throws a, a cigarette butt in it. I, I would ask her to leave. I would be like, please leave. So then we get a pretty weird love scene that ends with Janet's O sounds. Um, so that happens, and then uh, Reyes gets handed the diario, and he says, you got damn busted. He throws the paper down, and the paper says, Gonzalo Reyes, Carlos Marinetti. Conexion de Gangsters. And we see a photo of Reyes, and I'm assuming is Marinetti, uh, on the cover. And Reyes automatically calls Cliff at the hotel, and Reyes says um, they should talk it over like men. Reyes tells Cliff to, uh, not to do anything that they would regret. He's like, just come out here around 2 p.m., let's talk. He also sets something up with Luhan, who um, uh, Cliff does with Luhan. And Luhan is like right away not even... He's just so corrupt. He's like, you know what? Hey, send someone out there to stake out the hotel that Cliff stays at. And once he leaves, let me know. 
So then the old German dude tries to kill Cliff, but Janet distracts him by... This guy's just constantly trying to kill Cliff. Janet distracts him by almost running him over. Um, and then Cliff just decks him in the face. It's so hilarious. Just drops his ass. And the, guy, and the German guy drops his gun. And Cliff was about to kill him, but the bartender friend comes out and stops him because he doesn't want the violence around the place because it scares the customers. So Cliff just hands the bartender the gun. He's like, you keep giving me guns. Maybe I should start a side hustle. And Cliff says, just maybe make another lamp. Like, damn, Cliff is really sticking to this stupid bit about guns becoming lamps. Um, so then Cliff realizes that the old German is afraid he's he's going to tell Reyes he's ripping him off. He's like, oh, that's why this guy's so pissed. And this guy really is pissed because he tries to run them off the damn road. There's a whole freaking thing. It keeps mon it keeps uh, cutting back and forth to Reyes playing a polo game. Um, and they have those like little like dickhead helmets on. And um, and then it goes back to the cliff chase. They're on a cliff, and German guy is in a in a jeep, and he gets some good hits. And I mean, it gets pretty close. But then he um, uh, Cliff is able to jump onto his jeep and to the back of the jeep, and he chokes him, and just kind of distracts him enough to where he's not paying attention to where he's going. And Cliff dives off the jeep. Of course, jeep goes down the cliff. Of course, we hear the German guy do a great Wilhelm scream, which ironically was Slugworth Jr.'s real name. Wilhelm, like, seriously. And it goes all the way down, and the Jeep explodes. Bada bing, bada boom. Goodbye, German guy. And uh, somehow that little white car that's completely beat to all shit is still working. They get over to Reyes' compound where he's playing the polo. And he actually gets thrown off his horse at this point. I don't even know why they put this in there. I don't know if it was because it's like... People are starting to see the chinks in his armor. I don't know, but he just like gets thrown off. But for an older cat, this guy just gets right up. He's in good shape, just kind of brushes himself off. He's good to go. But then he sees Janet taking photos across the way. So he, he stops the game to confront her. And he has this man grab her camera. And Janet's like, look, I'm a reporter. I just wanted to do an interview with you. He's like, if you want an interview, interview this woman that hasn't said a word this whole time. Her name is Rosita, and she's Miss San Pedro, 1983. <laughs> I was like, I was wondering why they kept showing this girl. They kept showing her, but she wasn't doing anything. It's Rosita. Should have known. Um, so Cliff lets Reyes know that he killed Klausman. That was the German guy. I was wondering what I was trying to remember what that name was. And he also brings up uh, Reyes' son. Uh, he's like, is he still at the University of Miami knocking up gringas? And Reyes is like, leave my son out of this. And Cliff says, I just thought maybe some of the Marinetti's men might want to look him up. So Reyes is automatically like, man, this dude is being cutthroat. He's got the uh, advantage right now. So much of an advantage that Cliff asked for $2 million. And Reyes realizes that Cliff sort of has him by the balls. So he agrees and Cliff lets him know that he'll tell him when and where it needs to go down the, for the money exchange. So then Cliff heads back to his hotel room. He sees it's been completely ransacked. Pinche Lujan just couldn't help it. Tried to look for those documents, but he didn't find shit. And um, I think he gives Lujan like till 8 p.m. to come up with the money. Uh, he asked Lujan for $2.5 which Lujan was like, <clears throat> you could tell he wasn't going to pay for it. So then Cliff heads to the Bordello to look for Royal. And he sees on the news that the DA raided a building, seized a crap load of cocaine. They also called out Reyes on the, on the report. So it looks like Janet may have reached out to... I think at some point Janet does reach out to Miami newspaper. And <clears throat> they leaked the story. 
So that was bad news because he really didn't want that to happen while all this was going on because he had the advantage of no one knowing about it. So Janet heads to her place, but she sees that there are guys waiting for her, so she runs away. And Cliff tells uh, Lola to let Royal know that he'll, he'll be reaching out to him very soon. So Cliff heads back to see Marcelo, but Marcelo's in a chair being all beaten up. It's Lujan again. He thought maybe Marcelo would have the papers, but he didn't. So they end up taking both Cliff and Marcelo. They knock Cliff out, and they put him into a trunk, and Janet sees them take him away. She tries to get a taxi, but then she realizes these these four hitmen are trying to get her. So she runs off. I think they're Reyes' guys. So we're down in Luhan's torture chamber where Cliff has certainly seen better days. He's already been beat up. Uh, Luhan takes his jacket off and puts on black gloves so you know things are going to get rough. He uh, decks Cliff in the face a bunch of times. He starts whooping his ass. Janet runs into some like closed up food court. Um, which I'm surprised was even open or she had access to it, but she goes in and that helps because she can hide and stuff. She's very stealthy. She almost gets caught because she runs into like this severed pig head, which was terrifying. It scared me. Um, and she gasps, but um, one guy almost gets her, he shoots her, completely misses her. He's like, he's only a few feet away and he shoots like a melon that's like right by her head. Of course, I guess they were trying to say like, oh, look, it's a melon. Gotcha on the melon, you know? Yeah, funny stuff. And um, she's able to get that guy and throw him down the stairs, which is awesome. And so she starts running away. We also get back to Cliff getting tortured, and he won't give up on the location of the papers. I would have just given him some fake location just to save time, but whatever. So then Janet runs away toward this huge like building where a bunch of people are at, and she's looking for this specific friend of hers who I don't think we've even met or heard of. So I was confused, but I was like, whatever. She's able to sneak up on one of the henchmen and she just beats the shit out of him with her purse, which is hella impressive. We get our obligatory uh, obligatory uh, metal torture rack scene uh, right about now. Cliff is just spread eagle on this bad boy. And they start uh, shocking the shit out of him. And it looks like uh, they're going to also pull out teeth. So, man, he is not having a good day. Janet beats up another guy with her purse and uh, throws this guy off a balcony. So this guy's freaking dead man uh she runs into a fr that friend and he says he knows where to find uh royal so they're heading out toward the back and they sneak up on him they whack the shit out of her friend and he just goes Aye! And <laughs> he knocks out the two gangsters throw janet in the car and they take off we get back to luhan's torture palace and he's just exhausted from all that torturing you know it is it is tiring he has his gun pointed at Cliff, but he's so close to Cliff's face that Cliff is able to just... He's not restrained, by the way, which is stupid. He just hits Luhan in the face. I think he headbutts him or something. He's able to get his gun from him. And he holds Luhan, like, you know, basically hostage. Shoots all the dudes that are in the room. And he tells one of uh, Luhan's gangsters to let, let Marcelo loose. Then he knocks that gangster out. And him, Luhan, and Marcelo head out to the road. There's, like, a cab coming not really that fast but it's coming through and he just throws Luhan in the middle of the the road and Luhan gets ran over and dies so that's the end of Luhan Cliff finds uh Royal at the bordello and they just walk into Lola's room even though she's just trying to get some work done you know just trying to get some money but she's cool about it she's like all right a couple of minutes you know we'll be back so she grabs her and the, the John and they get out of the room so then uh Cliff uh, Marcelo and, and uh, Royal are all in there 
and they find and Cliff finds out that Gomez has Janet, so it's like shit. What is he gonna do now? Um, apparently Gomez got her, which I was like, okay, I don't know who's Gomez. Um, and uh, Cliff tells Marcelo where he can find the papers. He tells um he tells Royal Dano that there's an envelope with his name on it that will give him enough money to get out of Las Palmas. He gives Royal um he gets Royal's truck keys as well, so he can head out and hopefully um get janet and save the day so he calls reyes and he tells him that he's got what he wants and he um reyes tells um cliff to go to the refinery and after they get off the phone reyes says some bullshit like you know oh just use the plane just use cliff's plane he's not going to need it after tonight and janet says something to reyes like you know what you are don't you and reyes says yes the winner classic bad guy so cliff gets fully armed and ready to kill some muchachos he's uh wearing a little beanie now so you know he's in stealth mode uh he's in all black he's got this crazy dope ass gun that i guess was his dad's or something like that and he's ruthless man he kills a dude taking a piss which i always you know feel i always feel oddly vulnerable as well when i'm pissing in public i don't know about y'all i'm just always like you know shit like someone can just you know tarp stick me in the back um i don't know why i'm just paranoid i guess but yeah this guy gets shot taking a piss and uh you, you know just can't be too careful and uh reyes manhandles janet and is uh, getting ready to like get everything together and head out it looks like um Cliff is in full stealth mode, like I said. Mustache is bushier than ever. Sneaks into the coke lab where he's able to get some ether. And um, his gun has a silencer. He's able to waste a couple of fools with no one noticing. He shoots this one guy from way up on a tower. And you get a nice little dummy fall, which is always great. And we find out that the guy that died pissing, his name was Enrique. So, yeah, sorry, Enrique. Just died with your wiener out. So they all head after Cliff. And he just starts blowing up the trucks with that flammable stuff. And he sneaks up on one of the leaders um, and basically holds a gun to his head and tells him, say exactly what I say to you and uh, you'll live. So he tells the guy to say, listen up, I found him. Everyone come here. So they all start heading over and Cliff just sprays the area. Just with this automatic weapon, just sprays it. Kills all of them. He gets in a Jeep, kills some more fools. A bunch of soldiers catch on fire. And for some reason, they all start yelling and running in the same direction. I would. I don't think. <laughs> I don't know if that's the way it would go. I, th- I think when you're you're you know being burned to death, I think you're just kind of running in circles or rolling on the floor. They just all start running, and he just shoots all of them, puts them out of their misery. Nothing that exciting happens until he runs into this Mexican Luigi-looking dude that makes the lamest attempt to shoot Cliff, but not before Cliff pushes him into this like open electrical fuse box thing. Which, of course, electrocutes the crap out of this dude. Why you would just keep this thing out of the open? Um, and he even sort of sounds like Luigi when he's, he's like, <laughs> I guess that's maybe more like Waluigi. But um, <laughs> it really is funny. I was like, oh, that was a really funny kill. And now the lights are out <clears throat> because uh Mexican Luigi. So then Cliff gets to Reyes. Uh, Cliff kills Gomez. And Reyes is keeping Janet hostage. And he has a gun to her. And just before Reyes is going to shoot off, shoot uh, Cliff, Janet, I think, hits him in the arm. Reyes knocks her down. There's a super long fight scene. It's way too long. But uh, there's this fight scene between Cliff and uh, Reyes, which really goes back and forth. 
Uh, Cliff ends up stuffing Reyes's head into a pile of cocaine, which is kind of funny because Reyes just looks like he's in white face like, after a while or like he's really into baking. And uh, Cliff is preparing to blow up the facility when he sees that we actually do see Reyes is still kind of alive and um, probably powered by the cocaine. So he's having trouble seeing and shit. He's just sort of knocking shit down in, in the lab. And the ethanol bomb doesn't go off. But Cliff just holds at the... He, he just he just goes, you know what? It's lighting up no matter what. He just shoots the, the damn facility. He shoots the lab. It all explodes with Reyes inside. They actually do cut to Reyes, get all crispified. He's all getting boiled up. Jane and Cliff jump into the plane and they head off home. Credits. That is the end of... Cocaine Wars, nineteen eighty five, baby. Um. Uh, oh yeah. I don't know if I if I really. I I mean, I did a couple of quick impressions, but as you know, I do like to kind of just do a little bit of something for every episode that I cover, and it's a little segment I like to call quick impressions. <laughs> Quick impressions. Bring me the phone, Chica. All right. I hope you enjoyed that. <laughs> uh, I did enough uh, <clears throat> impressions for the day. I, um, when it comes to rating this bad boy, it's tough, man, because it, it actually is not a boring movie. It's a, it's a pretty decent, once again, hangover film, which I think I've had several of those on the show where you're just hanging out at the house. You just don't really want to focus too much. You just kind of want to have it on and tune in and tune out of it. Um, pretty solid performances, especially from um, Federico. And uh, Schneider gives it a good run, too. You know, he's basically like a um, blonde Rambo, I guess you could say. I think I even read that in uh, the... <laughs> on the one of the reviews of this movie uh he's just like this mop-headed mustachioed guy just like messing shit up he always seems way too aloof <clears throat> throughout the entire movie which makes the stakes of the movie feel like non-existent even when his partner dies <clears throat> at first i didn't think ricky was actually a cop because he just didn't really react to it much but apparently that's what made it personal was the fact they killed his partner but he just doesn't, he never gets that deep into his character like that. He never seems very emotional at all, really. This guy might be a serial killer, for God's sakes. But all in all, I think I would still give it a solid horseshoe mustache. Maybe just a little bit borderlining the walrus mustache. Just right there. But it's a solid horseshoe mustache for me. Um, <clears throat> has its moments. Um wish i wish it was a little bit more action-packed i wish the action scenes were a little bit more fun but it's like it's a it's it's a crazy story you know it's like a crazy cocaine story <laughs> they should have called it the american scorpion that would have been better but either way i had a good time um i'm losing my voice now so um gotta end the show but yeah uh stick around for next time we got some really good episodes coming up um as y'all know i'm just barely getting this going again uh, after moving from California to Texas. So I'm just going to keep rolling with it. And uh, I will check y'all out next time. Bye. Thank you.
you to all the mustachiosos out there supporting the show. Interact with the podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and now Discord. Just click on the link in the show notes. If you really love the show, visit the shop on Bonfire and get yourself a t-shirt. Mustachio Podcastio is the weird uncle of the Podmoth Media Network.